You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live.
Hello. Hello. Hey, all right. I think we're good. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, we uh, I actually have already had the chance to start talking about the new uh, One Thing Live project. So Laura and I spoke a few days ago uh, about her uh, choice of worship song for the project, which was just amazing, that In the Presence of Angels uh, song. Mm-hmm. And then I also wanted to get um, your take on your choice of song, the, the song So Come, and just mm-hmm. absolutely love the scripture. I mean, the song just oozes with scripture, which is one of my favorite things to do, as you know. Um, and I actually have been really moved as I've been kind of studying the different passages and how they all intertwine with each other um, mm-hmm. within, the, within the song. And uh, it's so cool because last year when we talked about the project, we talked about The Gift, which is also by Kevin Frosch. So I thought that was kind of cool um, that there's like a continuation of that theme. And, yeah, I thought if – for starters, you would mind sharing with me a little bit of the um, how the song moved you personally and kind of, you know, what some of the main messages were for you um, in, you know, leading it for this yeah. most recent conference. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I have heard that song since I was a little girl. I mean, I, I don't remember the year it came out, but I was quite young and always felt so moved. Uh, mm by the the well, the melody it's just it's just the whole thing is very moving and then i heard a message um by mike bickle on that rev, that passage in revelation on the spirit and the bride say come mm. and he's talking about how there's three ways that we cry come and you know, we cry come to the to the world we're saying come to the wedding come to the wedding you know is not life more than food and clothing is not life more mm. than meets the eye and it's specifically to the broken and the humble and the needy and the contrite that we're crying, come, you know, to the highways and the byways. And then the spirit and the bride are also crying, come, Lord Jesus, come, come to us in revival, come to us, you know, in, in the spiritual sense today. And then the third way we cry, come, is come for us in the sky, <laughs> you know, split the sky mm. and return. And so those three, um, those three modes of, come, I think that, you know, Kevin really captured all three directions in the lyrics of his song. First, he starts out with, uh, you have taken the broken, you have taken the worthless, mm. um, beauty for ashes. And so we're crying, so come, you know, come to him. Mm-hmm. And then, then he ends with a cry for revival. You know, the days are coming when the plowman will overtake the reaper and um, mm. just the, the, pro- the prophetic utterance of, he's going to actually come to us uh, in a spirit of revival and then eventually come for us in the, in the clouds. So I love, and just the simplicity of the chorus, you know, just so come, mm-hmm. just agreeing with God's heart for the broken and agreeing with God's heart for um, a great revival, more than a revival, because revival usually means the church revived, but salvation for the lost specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have always loved that song. It was moving mm. me so deeply. And there's tons, there are tons of scriptures all throughout it. Uh, no doubt. And actually, so, you know, one of my favorite things I've, I've really loved doing with your guys' music ministry is just doing various Bible studies of different translations and some sometimes more modern ways of expressing these timeless truths, you know, because, you know, God's word is, is living and active as you and I know and live by and and i found this translation of isaiah 55 1 from the voice translation which goes with the line in the song about um and the thirsty you've invited to come to the waters and those mm. who have no money come and buy yeah. and i i kind of love that picture that god's giving us and mm. here's what it says in this translation if you are thirsty come here semicolon come there's water for all. Whoever is poor and penniless can still come and buy the food I sell. There's no cost. Here, have some food, hearty and delicious, and beverages, pure and good. And, you know, our God cares so deeply for us. He he even takes care of, you know, those physical needs as well. Yeah. Um, and he, as you know, has an upside-down kingdom, you know. Um, the last will be first and the first will be last. And I think... I think like you said, when you utter so come, so come, so come, so come in the chorus, the simplicity of it is 
you're getting to dwell and meditate on what you're just saying, you know, about yeah. being help to the helpless and strength to the stranger and and how he's a father to the child that's left alone. And that that's his heart, you know. And when we align our hearts with his heart, then it takes a passage like that and it's like jumps off the page at you because you're like, yes. am I doing that? You know what I mean? Am I, am yeah. I seeing people in need and then am I meeting those needs? And honestly, you know, am I helping them meet their ultimate need, which is Jesus, their spiritual need? Um, and so what's cool is then I actually found the message translation of Romans 8. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think this one, uh, 822 to 25. Um, and this is that expectation. But what I love here is the um, the analogy uh, of being pregnant. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. says, all around us, uh, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not all only around us, it's within us. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We are also feeling the birth pangs. And those sterile and, these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. And that is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the longer we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. And so just, you know, sitting here in my office on my bookshelf is your book, What is the Point? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually was thinking about, about you when I was reading that passage and how you've, you know, you've had what um, the world considers, um, well, actually, it's true. It's, it's, you've had health issues that you've had to mm. overcome. Yeah. And, you know, I think this song kind of addresses that too as far as that, that the Lord and, you know, our, our bridegroom uh, is, is offering us this, you know, new body. <laughs> uh, yeah in eternity, and then when he does come back for us, you know, we will have no more pain and no more sorrow and no more suffering. So, yes, I I wondered, you know, if some of your personal testimony um, maybe somewhat applies in in how you connect to these lyrics, and then how would you like others to connect to basically the Lord's promises to us relative to complete restoration and healing? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been very drawn to these kinds of themes in the last few years, even more so, I mean, always, but even more so, um, of course, physical healing, for sure, when you face physical uh, suffering of any kind. And I hate to use the word suffering in the application to my mind, because I know people that really suffer physically, Mm -hmm. and to face that, and the courage to face that every single day, and you know, that God's heart for restoration, God's heart for healing, but also just facing our own brokenness. And I think the older that I get, the more broken, the more aware of my own sin and my own brokenness and my inability to follow through on my lofty visions. You know, the more, the older I get, the more aware I am of uh, my own failure. Mm-hmm. And so I find that the compassion of God and, you know, when he revealed himself to Moses, when he, Moses said, let me see your glory. Mm. And he says, I'm compassionate, I'm gracious, I'm merciful, I'm slow to anger. That when we ask God for his glory and even to fill the temple, you know, in the prayer movement, we're like, fill the room with your glory. Mm. He's going to come with compassion. That is going to be his primary demonstration of glory. And so facing my own weakness, my health issues, but, but also my, just my brokenness, and then identifying with the fact that this is where we find God's glory, the mm. fact that he is compassionate and he actually lives with the brokenhearted. He mm. is near, this is where he is. And so even in, even I think we may have spoken of this before, but even in First Samuel, you know, in her song, when, whenever she's singing, she, she says the Lord is throne above and, she's kind of describing his majesty. And then she says he surrounds himself with the dunghill of humanity, with people Mm -hmm. from the dunghill of humanity. And so I just think that his compassion and, and even as people who are living, trying to live devoted lives and consecrated lives and that we never lose track of the fact that we are near him because of his compassion, because Mm -hmm. of his kindness, because of his generosity and that this is actually what he brags about, so to speak. Mm. He defined his glory this way. 
And we Mm -hmm. still try to define God's glory in man's terms, kind of the pompous, you know, like God's some kind of egocentric being up above just wanting the whole world to tell him he's beautiful. That's not what worship is, and that's not what God is. He's compassionate and he's relational. And so in my own journey, I've just found myself drawn to these kinds of lyrics and even Mm -hmm. this, this song that Kevin wrote because that's kind of where I'm living even in my own um just in my own personal life, but then seeing other people through the same the same lens, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, no, for sure it does. And actually I think that's one of the reasons I'm drawn uh to these same kinds of songs because um and we might have talked about this before, but I at times I feel like I'm kind of an emo Christian. Uh mm. because I sort of like look at the world with like sorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but but then I realized that's when I'm actually aligning with God's heart. Um, because yeah. when I'm when I'm not having sorrow, that might mean I'm being a little too callous, and I'm probably not allowing my heart to break for what breaks God's heart. And yeah, and and I think that's where you know these sort of contemplative um, choruses and these um, scriptural based. Uh, songs that are reflecting on uh, the tenderness of our Lord uh, and that his heart is for the broken, um, then it moves you to the point of like, you know, where Isaiah says in, you know, Isaiah 6, which is my life passage, woe is me, you know, (laughs) I'm a man of unclean lips and, and, you know, because in the first five chapters, he's saying, well, woe is you. Um, yeah. But then once he's in God's presence, he says, woe is me. And and that's kind of what I've gotten to, too, is like, you know, am I realizing woe is me in God's presence? Uh, and yeah. am I living that way in such a way that I don't want to see anybody else lost? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and can I help introduce others to that? And as the other line in the other scripture in the song that, that really jumps out at you. And, and I don't recall a whole lot of songs that have this particular passage, but the idea of um, you've chosen the weak things of the world to shame that which is strong and the mm. foolish things to shame the wise. And there's tons of parallel passages, but specifically the First Corinthians one twenty seven passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what's interesting. And this, this is the voice translation. It says, but celebrate this. And I think that's, I think that's a lot of what these annual conferences are for you guys is the celebration of that reality that God selected the world's foolish to bring shame upon those who think they are wise. And then likewise, he selected the world's weak to bring disgrace upon those who think they are strong. And I suspect, and I know, you know, a little bit from your own testimony and, and that is your guys' hearts as a ministry, which is, you know that if we cry out for God's spirit and we cry out for him to make us more like him and to recognize our place before him, then we can be those kinds of servants. And I think that seems to be very much the theme of this new record um, yeah, is, yeah. is servanthood. Um, yeah. You know, what I really sense is it's about, you know, um, that if we can reflect the humility that he had uh, on earth and the the care for the broken that he always has had for us, then we can draw more people to him. And then that's how we're able to shout, shout his name, but we can shout it in a, in a Gandhi kind of way. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you've heard this quote, but his, one of his famous quotes was, um, in a gentle way, we can shake the world. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I, I like feel that. like that's a lot of what this song and this, this collection of songs is really doing. It's sort of gently shaking the world to recognize God and he in his fame and you know that's how we can help his fame fill the earth in my opinion yes. so yes. if that's okay that's kind of the angle I want to write yes. about this song and this this uh newest uh collection from it yeah no I love thing. it I love it I absolutely love it very cool. Well, the other song, if you have a few minutes, uh, from Little Bird. And by the way, I I think the God I think God was telling me something when we talked about Little Bird. Um, uh-huh. I said to you when we talked about it, I think Starbucks should play this song. <laughs> you did. I forgot about that. And they and, did. 
and then they did. <laughs> so so apparently apparently the Lord was uh, prophesying. You were prophesying. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally forgot that you had said that. That's um, crazy because I don't even. I was so surprised. I haven't heard it, but I was so surprised people were tweeting me saying, "I'm sitting in Starbucks and they're playing Little Bird," and I was like, "What? That's crazy." Well, what I what it. I love about it, because so I love coffee like everybody, and I have the Starbucks app, and I get you know whatever their new songs are, and they're usually you know the indie artists and all that. And and what I've done in writing about your record, well, first off, you're about to see me write about your record some more. Um, mm. So I also participate in a website um, called RadarRadio.net, and uh-huh. what we do is we post our top gourmet um, songs and albums. Uh, of the first six months and then of the year. And because your project came out at the very, very end of 2014, it's mm-hmm. eligible for our first six months of 15. So mm-hmm. I have it as my top gourmet project of the first six months of this year. Wow. And I did highlight the song Little Bird specifically as one of my top gourmet songs. But oh, what I'm excited about now is as people sort of Google that song, one of the yeah. things they'll come up with is my devotional about your song, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And what I wanted to do is at some point also write about um, Killing Me With Mercy. I mean, there's a lot of songs I want to write about. I should, mm. I'd love to do one of these with you about literally every track from that record. Oh, um, oh man. It's in like heavy rotation for me. I listen to it just about daily. Actually, oh, yes, thank you. the other record I, I, I listen to much, pretty much daily is Laura's uh, Love Will Have Its Day. So you two are... Yeah you know, right there for me. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that blesses uh, me. And I just wrote up um, my third one with, with Laura. I wrote up I Feel His Love literally today uh, for, for next Tuesday. But, yeah, so if you wouldn't mind sharing with me a little bit of your heart in personifying Peter mm-hmm. in Killing Me With Mercy and kind of, you know, how you were inspired to write that song because I just, I'm yeah. very moved by it. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it's probably one of the most uh, – vulnerable songs in my mm. in my opinion because I was so identifying with Peter it wasn't like I was sitting on the sidelines evaluating Peter I was mm. seeing Peter right yeah, I was, for sure so it's very vulnerable um again I guess it just kind of goes back to the theme of my life the last few years um I think in our youth we have a lot of zeal and we have a lot of goals and a lot of vision and then as we begin to wrestle with our failure and we wrestle with, you know, just like Peter, who I love that boy. I mean, I love Peter so mm. much because he is arguing with God himself saying, I'm going to die with you. Like, don't tell me I can't die with you. I'm going to die for you. I will go mm. anywhere with you. And he's so adamant. And even when Jesus looks right at him and says, Peter, you're you're going to deny me, you can just sense this, like, absolute, Peter's appalled, like, I would never do that. I don't have the capacity in me to do that, of all things. It was just the mm. one thing he was like, I will never do that. And then, you know, we all know the story, but there he is in front of a little servant girl. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just a little servant girl, and he completely crumbles. But at the same time, the Lord called him the rock. Yeah. And the whole story of his recovery and the fact that he didn't, that the Lord brought him back and entrusted the foundation of the church on this man's shoulder is so powerful to me because it didn't disqualify him. And I think the number one thing, and at least in my Christian walk, is the feeling of being disqualified Mm. and and penalizing yourself, even though God hasn't done it. God didn't sideline you. God didn't put you in the timeout box, but we do Mm. it to ourselves. And we just say, okay, I blew it. I'm I'm on the sideline now. All the promises that God has spoken, they're not. They can never happen anymore. You know, the vision I had is over. Meaning, my vision to go deep in God, my vision to be holy, my vision for righteousness. That's what I mean by vision. My vision for compassion. All that. Um, it's too hard for me. I can never do it. And we just kind of settle into a. I'm going fishing, like Peter said. I'm just going to go back to my old life. I'm going to go fishing because I cannot stand the pain of aiming high and failing and aiming high and failing. And I think that the whole process of aiming and failing and aiming and failing actually produces meekness 
and humility in us, yeah. which is was the target in the first place. And that's what that's what's been blowing my mind as the Lord is saying to me, no, you're doing it. You're doing the thing that I set out for you to do, which is to be conformed into humility, meekness, and love. And even your failure is producing this fragrance in you. Just keep aiming. And like with Peter, like, get back in the game, Peter. Like, do you love me? And when he says that to him three times, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can think of nothing more painful than to deny the Lord and then sit across from him and him force you three times to say, I love you. Mm. I can't even think of the agony of that conversation for Peter. Um, and so that, that was the inspiration and just being, you know, the phrase, I'm a fragile stone. I'm a vow that's mm. broken, but I'm still, you still call me a rock. Mm. And so I'm going to get back in the game. And that's the main thing we learned from Peter is get back in the game. Like, just don't quit. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's an amazing devotional message. And, and you know what? Isn't it one we, we all need daily? I mean, I need it daily. So, yeah, I know I do. Um, <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons I'm, I gravitate to your music that way because I feel a fresh washing, you know, daily washing of a message mm-hmm. like that. And and by the way, I really would love to hear you do it live. Also, I, I only have the studio version. That would yeah, really I've never like done it live. I I actually need. I was thinking that the other day. I need to do that one live. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll bring you to my church, and you can just do it there. That'll work. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you ever come out Philly way, let me know. Uh, okay. I'd be happy to host you. And actually, my family's actually driving uh, out through Missouri. Uh, very soon here, so I oh, will. Oh, good. Let I me know when you're. Know. Yeah. Yeah, do. That'd um, be great. And maybe we can uh, meet up at some point. But um, yeah. So relative to the to the song, so you know, one of the things I really caught as a theme of of Little Bird is that these are your love letters, you know, yeah. um, to the Lord, and and you are communing with His heart, um, very similar to what we just talked about with So Come, and. Um, and then for me, you know, this idea of being wrecked, right? The word wrecked is actually in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I've actually used that, you know, you um, when I talk about a song wrecks me. Um, but yeah. when I say that, I I really what I mean is the Lord wrecks me. I'm not saying the song, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's always an emotion that a song brings out in you. And and like you said, this Peter's story brings out that emotion because. You know, you read about him weeping uh, after yeah. he denies the Lord. Oh um, goodness! And and then, like you said, you get to see this picture of restoration after he has given up. He thinks he's no good now. He can't even be yeah. used by the Lord anymore. Thinks I'm going to just go back to fishing. And then the Lord three times asks him, "Does he love him?" But from what I understand from different Bible studies, that there are three different words for love, right? So it's yeah, I've um, heard that as well. Phileo love, like you know, are you even my friend? Um, mm. All the way up to you know agape, uh, you know deep love, um, and that's one of the things I I would want to break down relative to to your song, which is that the Lord mm. even likes us, which is kind of amazing yeah. when you think about it. I mean, because some of us can even accept this idea that He loves us, um, because if you accept the sacrifice of Jesus. Thing, and you've made that conscious, you know, uh, response to the Holy Spirit's prompting, um, then at, on that level you might actually be able to say, yes, I can accept that Jesus loves me. But maybe yeah. you self-loathe yourself, and maybe you still beat yourself up over, you know, your daily failings. And yet in Peter's story we learn, even in Peter's daily failings, this is this guy mm-hmm. who did put his foot in his mouth all the time, was always rash and made, you know, decisions with his with his um seemingly his heart without his head being involved. I love that guy. I love him. <laughs> um and so many of us can relate to that and yet oh. the Lord also liked him. You know what I mean? Like the Lord yeah. singled him out as like he was his buddy. Um yeah. this is who he wanted to hang out with. And doesn't that give all of us so much hope? Um It's that, incredible. 
<laughs> that, that he's not drawn to. So this really goes back to our conversation about he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound, confound the wise and That's shame right. the wise. Because then we learn in Acts, you know, one, he's now got the Holy Spirit and now he can preach like nobody's business. And yeah. 3,000 people are saved, or 5,000 people, I think, um, are saved. And, and then the other thing is he stands before the Sanhedrin and they go, is this the same fisherman guy? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> like, like they can't even believe, because apparently he's got an accent and they're kind of judging him for his yeah. his ethnicity and his background. His lack of education. His yeah. lack of education, exactly. And yet, and yet, isn't the Lord using him as a vessel now to confound yeah. the wise? And, and that, so, that's the part that's shocking. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think that to me is really the other takeaway uh, of a song like this, which is, you know, and even really the thought of being killed by mercy, right? Mm, so yeah. this idea of killing me with mercy means we need to die to ourselves daily and take yeah. up our cross and follow Him, and and really we need to be crucified with Christ. That's that's the bottom line. And, and not uh, even not even let our own uh, condemnation rise up. Because our lettuce is right. just pride at the end of the day. Like, when we live in condemnation and we won't get back in the game, we're basically saying it, it's, it's just pride. It's just us going, I can't believe I did that. I thought I was better than that. I thought I was stronger than that. Mm. But the truth is we're all the same. And, you know, with Peter, the, the part that I love the most is that, like you're saying, is that Jesus actually entrusted him mm-hmm. after this. So sometimes we just stop at mercy, and we that's a good place to be for sure. But not only that, he partnered with him and entrusted him with the foundation of the church. And so that whole reality of God receiving us after our brokenness is in the actual fabric of the church. And he trusted him with the spirit. He trusted him with this as a rock. And so I love that you're highlighting that because I, I love that part of the story. Mm, mm, me too. I I think I don't know. So for me, you give you give a vehicle where you're like you said, being very vulnerable and identifying with him, and and I absolutely am like in the same place with you in that point. Um, mm. And actually, even as you say in the song, you still believe the vows I make, I break, I make, yeah. I break, and <laughs> you still want me. And wow, I mean, don't we all do that uh, on some yeah. level? Um, because we do ultimately, I mean, I think we're all sort of fickle in some way. Um, that's yeah. sort of our fallen natures. And and yet he still accepts us, loves us, even likes us anyway. And, 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 and that, wants us to keep yeah. making the vow. Sorry, I keep interrupting yeah. you. This is such a theme in my life right now. He, does, yeah. he, he only, not only accepts us in our brokenness, he says, I actually still believe that you're a rock. I still oh. believe in you. And if he still believes in me, then it's like, okay, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back in the race. Mm. Yeah. And then I do love that you highlight, you know, God's humility, um, you yeah. know, his, his, his humility to wash our feet, his humility to lead by example, um, his humility with us now, right? I mean, mm. he's, yeah. he's being humble with us now to not just judge us and wipe us all out. Um, because he already came and, and died for all these mistakes we make. Um, and he's, he's just being patient. He's, he's, ex- he's exhibiting an amazing amount of patience for, yeah, for a humanity that really doesn't deserve it. And, yeah. um, and I think that's a, just a beautiful picture of this undeserved merit and grace and mercy that we've been bestowed. And, yeah, so thank you for, one, making an album that's, contemporary and indie and cool enough to get played in Starbucks, but also also so biblical and personal and prayerful um, that as I keep writing about it, you know, you'll see me writing about it all year, basically. Um, I just want to keep drawing people to the truth of scripture and, and that these love letters, you know, um, each one of us has them um, that we can be sharing. Because the one thing, and this is a, a pretty cool sermon series I've been having my daughters um, participate in with me, is we all have this irrefutable argument uh, of our testimonies. And, oh. and nobody 
you know, you might disagree with some aspect of the Bible for whatever reason, or maybe you disagree with church and organized religion or whatever. You've been hurt by it. But one thing you can't refute is Misty's testimony. You can't refute Kevin's mm-hmm. testimony. You can't refute my wife or my daughter's testimonies because there are personal stories. And, that's right. That's right. And what I feel you're getting to do here is is lay out some of your personal stories in a way that people can access them and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear myself in that, and mm-hmm. and I can relate to that too. And so, so thank you for being able to have that kind of an impact for the church. I think that's huge. Um, and I do follow you on Instagram and stuff, and I've seen you've been all over the place, which is oh, exciting. Oh, <laughs> exciting, um, but I think I have a brain problem now with jet lag. So, again, I apologize yeah. for missing my appointment earlier today. You know what? I think the Lord, just like uh, he gives other blessings and timing, um, I was writing other devotionals and doing Bible study in that time we weren't talking, and the Lord reveals additional truths uh, oh, to help <laughs> us have an even, I don't know, ideally more um, uh, biblically focused conversation, whatever, you know, however yeah. way no, I that the Lord wants I appreciate that. your kindness <laughs> in that. <laughs> Um, and that's okay because I think that's that's the ultimate aim, honestly, for me. It's just can we, uh, in some way, glorify Him uh, in mm-hmm. our time? But yeah, so thank you for talking to me in your car, and uh, yeah. <laughs> thank um, you. I I will share about so come in two weeks in conjunction with the the One Thing Project releasing, um, mm. as I mentioned, and then uh, after that I'll also be sharing uh, about Laura's recording of In the Presence of Angels, which remember I've told you before how much I love that Brit Rock guitar. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That rocks my world. Um, absolutely love it. Um, yeah, and then, I'll, and then I will circle back on killing me with mercy, and I'll make sure um, I send them back to your teams. Uh, yeah. Way. And uh, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. So yeah, appreciate but, uh, it. Yeah, I'd love to just um, briefly pray. Is there anything other than uh, uh, adjusting to time you'd like me to pray for specifically for you? Oh. Adjusting the time is the biggest thing right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm turning my car on. <laughs> that works. All right. Well, yeah, Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for uh, this time we spent talking about you and your goodness and um, all these just amazing truths in Scripture that you, you give us um, as glimpses of, of who you are and uh, your eternal nature, but also your humble and loving nature. And, Lord, we know we don't deserve it, uh, and yet you still even like us. And, Lord, that just blows our minds um, and, and does, in fact, wreck us, um, as Misty shares in her song. Uh, and, Lord, we do pray for you to come quickly. I mean, Lord, if, yeah. if by the time I go to write about these, you've already returned, that'd be great. Um, but but if, uh, you know, you're tearing and you're still waiting for more people to enter your kingdom, Lord, I just pray that we're faithful, um, mm. that we don't lose heart or, or lose... Um, uh, focus on running the race well um, so that you can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I do pray that for, for mm-hmm. Misty, for the team out there. Uh, for her adjustment on all of her traveling, Lord, that you help her um, you know, reacclimate uh, and be um, in the moment um, of yeah. wherever she is. So if she's just having a conversation with somebody at Starbucks who's maybe just heard her song, uh, that she's able to demonstrate you through her interactions, um, mm. uh, or if she's leading, you know, thousands of people in worship, which whatever it is, whether it's individually, corporately, or just uh, in her time with you uh, alone. And I pray for that same opportunity myself, um, with my yes. family, with my yes. um, loved ones, with my, my unsaved people mm. I encounter, and uh, in the ministry you've given me through. Um, new release today uh, that as I share your gospel week in and week out um, I know your word doesn't return void and Lord just pray that um, you continue to guide me uh, in writing and and talking to artists um, to find the messages that you want to share Um, have it not be about us but all be about you and uh, we pray that in all of our interactions and in all of our thoughts and um, offer this time to you and uh, pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. No, well, thank you, Misty. It's always great to speak with you, and we're up to like six of these together now, so. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, been so really we good. can 
keep it going whenever you want. And uh, yeah, yeah you. you know how to reach me if you ever you know want me to pray for you or anything. You know, feel free to shoot me a text or whatever, and I'll be happy to uh, cover your time in prayer. All right, thank you. I appreciate now, it. Now all, all right. the best. Well, God bless right. you, and uh, until we talk again, take care. All right, bye. All right, thanks. Uh, bye bye.